Good Monday morning, and welcome to another episode of the podcast, Insanity, a Peace of Mind. I am your host, Stephanie. I am recording episode 161, and I am moving briefly away from dialectical behavior therapy and having a conversation with Kylie and Carson about the pros and cons of unsolicited advice and the giving of such wonderful words. So, Kars, say hello. Hello. Kylie, say hello. Hi. And I'm just going to mediate between the two of these two girls because I think they're on opposite sides of the fence on viewing this. I'm kidding. I have no idea where they are. All right, Kylie, this was your idea. I happen to agree with you. I believe for the most part that unsolicited advice is good. I don't know if you guys remember many, many years ago when I basically just said, I'm not going to follow the don't give your kids advice mantra because I didn't know what else I was supposed to do with all this wonderful wisdom that I had. Does anybody remember that? No, but it makes sense now. <laughs> oh, in hindsight, that's why I won't shut up. Well, no, maybe why I oh, yeah. think that giving unsolicited advice is fine. Well, my so I will just briefly give my thoughts. Uh, I think that, and I even wrote a post about this, or I did some Instagram thing about this, I know. I don't understand why we raise our kids to the age of 18 and you know, then anywhere between 18 and 21 or 18 and 23, they go out, they do different things. They might go to school, whatever, LDS missions. Maybe they'll just move out. Maybe they get a job. Maybe they travel, get married. And all of a sudden, everything I've ever done and everything I've ever learned, I am now supposed to keep it all to myself because you're adults. And I remember thinking how silly that is because if you have siblings and y'all have a lot of them who have maybe gone through something similar or who have struggled when they moved out or who didn't really love school and didn't have anyone to talk about. I don't know anything. If we're all just living in this world where we don't offer up, hey, when I was at school and I was struggling, this is what I did. Or, hey, you know, the first few years of marriage may be harder than what other people make it look like. Or, yeah, it's really hard to be living in another country, you know, away from your family for two years or 18 months or whatever. And this is how I did it. And it just didn't make sense because then we were leaving ourselves to suffer in silence. And I know I have had family members, my children, who have suffered in silence because I didn't know something or I wasn't willing to say anything or reach out. So that's my ramblings on this idea that I thought about, I don't know, maybe 10 years ago, maybe not that long, but so I'm kind of, kind of in your camp, Kylie. So go ahead. Well, just in the last like 48 hours, I've listened to a podcast and seen like, I don't know, Instagram posts or whatever, uh, further condemning unsolicited advice. Hmm. I think the disconnect what I'm actually just putting together myself is there's a difference between 
unsolicited advice and an unsolicited opinion. I don't know. Oh. So it's like, mm, okay. So I don't know. It's like if I'm running at the gym with vans on and someone comes up to me and they're like, hey, these running shoes are cheap and better for your shins rather than like, those are dumb shoes to wear. It's like, those aren't the same. Mm, it's okay, like yes. one is an opinion that's just so unnecessary and one is like, here, I'm trying to help. And I think people call their opinions advice. Where it's like, mm. what you did was really stupid. Rather than, hey, maybe <laughs> instead of doing that, we can do this next time and see how that goes. Oh, I really okay, appreciate yeah. that, Curse. Yeah, that never even crossed my mind. Because, yeah, in my head, those are, yeah, definitely different. Okay, thanks for that, Curse. And well, that you. might help with a bunch of people that are listening to this and, like, their hackles are raising and they're ready to throw hands. <laughs> yeah. Because they think everyone should just be walking around calling everyone an idiot. Yeah. And that's not what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. So back to you, Kylie. Yeah. So I've had several, yeah, in the last 48 hours, several instances, um, yeah, further opposing hmm. unsolicited advice. It's like, if they don't ask, don't say anything. And I think that's trash. Um, I think my original thought went back to uh, back in the proverbial day. Well, and you were an anthropology yes. student. Yeah. Okay, a student of anthropology. Yeah. So I have a degree in anthropology. Back in the day, you know the one I'm referring to, <laughs> we lived in much smaller communities and much more intimate familial uh, kinship communities where um knowledge or culture culture wisdom passed yeah more uh passively it's more like through osmosis and by proximity and observation and um just sort of mimicking and seeing it modeled that's not the case for a lot of people um most people, I would say it's to a far greater, uh, far lesser degree. And some people don't have that at all. They don't have any type of uh, familial, intimate community to learn passively through. So you're talking about the communities that lived generations together. Like yeah. Either in the same household or, yeah, just the same. Nearby. Yeah. The same, same neighborhood. I mean, they're not neighborhoods, but the same, yeah, the same street, the same area they are either in the same building or near enough and they're yeah they're sharing all sorts of work duties mm -hmm. food preparing duties child care duties everything is shared and you are learning from you know your aunties and your grandmas and your mothers and your sisters oh. and your cousins and your all of the and your uncles and your fathers and your, yes mm -hmm. it's all done just by proximity you don't need to point something out because they've been watching you and learning alongside you and you have just sort of here's the way we've done it and now you're observing it and now you know how to do it too um and that doesn't have to be very explicit teaching okay and it's also a free space to experiment with different things because i don't nobody wants to be locked into something just because that's the way everybody yeah. did it and you have a safe community and a safe support system to try something new. And if and, it doesn't work. Yeah. And I don't believe in glorifying the past just because it was the past. And that was one of the huge downfalls of that environment is a lot of it was like, well, this is how we do it. Um, 
and not that they aren't open to it, but it just doesn't happen so naturally in that because they've got a system. They want to keep that system because it's more subsistence surviving Mm -hmm. and it's like, well, this works. And if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Um, Thereby making it a closed system. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, back in the day, wasn't the best. It wasn't all it's cracked up to be. However, it had some things, I believe, significantly better, healthier, more helpful than we do now. Okay. So now that you've stated kind of your context, what's your, what bee have you got in your bonnet? We need to be giving more unsolicited (laughs) advice. Just, I, it's like exactly what you said. Why, why, yeah. Why am I going to watch others suffer through things that I've recently gone through and like found a thing or two that helped me? Or maybe somebody offered me unsolicited advice for that same instance. And it didn't, that's not what I wanted or was looking for at the time, but I kept that knowledge and see the next person going through and say, oh my gosh, well, I didn't prefer that, but this seems like something they might. And then I can pass that on. Mm -hmm. Um, I think unsolicited advice gets a bad rap because of the way we deliver it, not because of what it is. Our, our ego gets in the way and me as the advice giver, uh, I, can easily fall into the, I know what's best for you. And obviously I know better and you should be doing this, not what you're currently doing. Okay. I want to stop you just because I want to make a clear, kind of a clear distinction between formulating the context. Okay. And for the sake of this podcast, Carson and I are going to agree with Kylie that there is some benefit. I'm making Carson agree with me just so that we're two people. Agree with Kylie that there is some value in unsolicited advice because you don't know what you don't know. And now I think where you're headed, Kylie, is into it's not the un in your view, it's not the unsolicited advice that is the problem. It is the delivery, it is the giving and the receiving. Therein lies the problem. Yes. All right. Now I interjected. So you had started about giving and if you give with ego or you give an opinion, as Carson said, your, the likelihood of your advice being received is. Yeah, pretty poor. And I think that's how probably most, I, okay. I actually would say that's how most people would receive. Most people receive it more poorly than it is intended as it is given the opinions yeah that's mostly just dumb that's never going to be helpful to just yeah and i think i think with technology and social media in today's age everyone thinks their opinion is their advice and like my opinion's right and you should listen to it that makes sense and i think that i think at least in today's day and age that's a really big issue with this topic i think that and i think we need to we can go I don't know how we're going to break this up, but we need to stay with that or go back to that at some point, because how do you tell the difference between opinion and advice? Mm -hmm. So I think that's a really important point. And I think maybe as Kylie talks, maybe we can figure that out. But what what is the difference? And here we are still back to how are we giving it and how are we receiving it? And what are our responsibilities in both of those areas? Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> All right. So I think, Kylie, you're going to start talking about ego. Yes. I want to talk about it a little bit too. Um, 
it's this pride thing. It's this ego thing. It's defensiveness. It's criticism. It's insecurity. Having to be right, having to be good. Yeah, it's the idea of having to be right or good, which is always born out of ego and pride. And it is superiority versus inferiority. It is control versus influence. All things I have talked about, by the way, you could go back to any number of the previous 160 podcasts <laughs> and find these ideas buried in here. It's communication, both good and bad. It is an, in, an inability to listen, to understand, and it is defective, which is unacceptable. Okay, that's my riff on ego. Yeah, so the problem all along, I believe, was is that is the delivery and the reception and we if we deliver it in a way where uh we're trying to change them as opposed to just offering what might be a helpful piece of information and then leave them to do with it whatever they want that we need way more of mm -hmm. um it, yeah, if I tie my ego up into it and I say, well, I'm trying to get all these people to do this thing because I think it's the best for everyone. Um, well, then you've tied yourself up into it. And rather than making it about something that might help them, you've made it about you. Mm -hmm. And, you know, validating your own existence or life choices or whatever. And that's not particularly helpful. Okay. Do you have an example? Uh, I can think of a lot of, like wellness diet fads okay. that people do that with mm -hmm. Go ahead. it's like you know here's why you should do paleo and it's the only way to do x y and z and once i learned this then i was all in and it becomes yeah more about the giver than the receiver mm. well it actually was always more about the giver than the receiver um and that's not to say you can't offer diet and wellness advice two people who are going through similar things. And I see that a lot too. And it's like, hey, this was a really weird thing, but uh, I learned that this diet was correlated with this, you know, positive wellness outcome, this weird like allergy or, I mean, just loads, you know, lots of like autism spectrum, ADHD, diet related autoimmune connections. And that's not to say that if you found you know, this connection through your research, you can't share that and say, hey, I know this is so weird, but once I stopped eating X, my eczema got better, my, like, whatever it is, offer that and then let them do with it what they will. Mm -hmm. yeah. And if it's not the right time for them, they can say, thank you, I'll keep that in mind. Yeah. They don't have to do anything with it. Or if they say, oh my gosh, I've never thought about that. I'll have to look into it myself first. Mm -hmm. uh, great if they say oh my gosh i already ordered the book on amazon we're doing this now great but i don't care about the outcome i just found this piece of information through my own life experience and i'm offering it to someone who might benefit from it so it's you're giving a gift yes with nothing with no expectation in return a gift of knowledge a gift of insight a gift of experience a gift of practice a gift of 
knowledge. Did I say that one already? A gift of something. Well, it's also like a gift of I'm noticing what you're going through. Mm, a gift of empathy. Because that's, yeah, that's also what I feel is so overlooked is it's like if somebody took the time to offer you some piece of information, unsolicited or solicited, that shows they're thinking about you. They that saw sh- you. Yes, they, they recognized something that they could connect to. And that gets overlooked a lot. Okay, so someone sees you at the gym running in your vans mm-hmm. and they think any number of things, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe she's a college student, can't afford nice, can't afford good workout shoes. Maybe yeah. they think she's traveling and she doesn't have her her shoes with her. And so the the totally unsolicited advice is, hey, there's these really inexpensive uh, workout shoes that I have found work really good. That's so thoughtful. Yeah. Yeah. I'd be like, wow, thank you. Yeah. That, that's really helpful. Yeah. I'll look that's at what that. we should do. Yeah. I don't think that's what most people do. No. Well, because kind of going back to the paleo diet, what I thought is, hey, I s- heard you're struggling with this. This helps for me. Maybe you could try it as opposed to like, your diet's really bad. You should do paleo. It's like, well, I don't want to now. Or even like, oh, I used to have that and then I went paleo. Yeah. You know, I mean, uh, like. Ugly. Yes. Yeah. Like, it's just like, oh, I used to have, I used to deal with that. And then I found this. And like, there's an air of superiority. Yeah. And like, I know what's best for you and your life. Yeah. Or just like, well, if you would just do this, then all of your problems would be fixed. Okay. So let's stop there for a second, because I think we really need to hone in on this one point. When you offer unsolicited advice as a gift, as a representation of your empathy or noticing someone else struggling with something that you have become aware of, you offer it as, I don't know if this will work for you. This was my experience. I don't know if you know about this. I have some information in some research and some books that I have, if you would like me to loan them to you. I don't know if this is right for you, but this is what worked for me. So language that says, I don't know you exactly, and I'm not going to pretend to know you exactly, but I'm going to let you know what worked for me or why I appreciated it when someone told me this, and then I'm going to offer that to you. Does that sound like a a means by which you can offer the unsolicited advice? Yes, totally. Okay, I think one more big one too is, I have some thoughts on that, full stop. Would you be interested in hearing them, full stop? Okay, Kylie's. She's making a face. I, Kylie's yes. hackles just went up. No, I think that's fine in some instances, but again, like because we've just been conditioned to like immediately reject unsolicited advice, I think the immediate reaction is gonna be like, "Who does she think she is?" Okay. Instead right. of being like, "Hey, this weird thing helped me. I'm not sure if it would help you, but I figured I'd share." Fair enough. And then you've already given it to them, and they don't have to work through the like. Who, yeah, she thinks she's better than me. She thinks she has something to offer me. She thinks she's, Mm -hmm. and that gets into the receiver thing, which we haven't talked about yet. And I would like to make that its own thing. But I think even that is a little too reserved. Okay. I mean, in some instances, yeah, like read the room, you know? I mean, 
We don't need to be. Yeah, I said this the other wild. Day. I said this the other day to a group of people, and I'm, I'm like, seriously, people, just don't be stupid. Yeah. Nothing that is said gives you license to do something so extreme because someone said go around giving everybody unsolicited advice. If you can't quote read the room unquote, then you're there are other problems. Yeah, there. Thank you. I was going to say something much less kind than that, but there are other problems. Yeah. So read the room. But I think even like, hey, I have this book that gave me some information on this thing is even still would even still be rejected by a lot of people when you could just send them the link and be like, hey, so-and-so sent this to me three years ago when I had, you know, a similar experience and some of it was helpful. Some of it wasn't figured I'd pass it on. Mm-hmm. That way they have the information, you've done it, you've still left it in their hands, but they have it. And that could be the end of the conversation. They don't even need to respond. Right. But like you've passed it on. It might help them. It might not. It might not help them, but they'll keep it in mind for when somebody else is going through the same thing. You know, it might like air quote, skip a generation, Yeah. but like that information is out there and they don't have the chance to reject it basically okay. yeah. <laughs> before it's given. Right. So my way... Well, that last way gives people an opportunity to reject. And I do agree with you. They probably would reject just on principle, like yeah. on this virtue signaling, you know, okay, she gave me the opportunity to reject. I'm going to reject because I don't need her advice. And I'm that whole exchange was so good and so uh, healthy and so non-confrontational. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. What else about unsolicited advice and the giving of it? Cars has nothing. She's yes. shaking her head. I mean, okay. Well, okay. I lie. I do have something, but I'm only thinking about it. I only have one example of this is like to help give advice in the best way is like you can ask questions before you give advice. So I don't know. I'm thinking hmm. of it in like, the gym if you see someone doing an exercise that doesn't look quite right or doesn't look like it's going to be effective or looks like it could hurt them you could go up to them and be like hey i noticed you're doing this is your goal to get toned is your goal to gain muscle if it's to gain muscle maybe try doing it this way instead if your goal is to get toned maybe try doing it this way instead Mm -hmm. like in situations like that you can be like what do you want to get out of this and here's how you can Mm -hmm. here's a way that works for me to get to that goal for me maybe it could work for you. Yeah. I love that you're using the gym because it's so practical. Yeah. And I, I'm always just horrified watching people at the gym. <laughs> Holy cow. I am, I am a complete, I learned everything I know from at home VHS <laughs> exercise things, but wowzers are there a lot of people at the gym who need to be given unsolicited <laughs> advice. Like, why are you lifting like that? Well, yeah. And the people who straighten their knees on the leg press i'm like you're gonna you're gonna oh yeah yeah. so yeah Yeah. it's like in that situation hey what's your goal for doing this exercise maybe you could try it this way maybe you could do that that's what worked for me Uh, well i like that idea and i like keeping in mind that questions questions are connecting as long as again as long as they're asked in a way where the idea is to not try and get something out of the exchange just it's just a a gift right yeah i want to i see you you're a person you're here with me i want to offer what tiny bit has worked for me yeah and don't go up to someone at the gym lifting and say what are you doing like 
I'd immediately be like, hey, don't talk to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But like, oh, what's your goal? I'd be like, oh, I'm trying to do this. Oh, maybe try it that way. Oh my gosh. Thank you. I never even thought about that. Yeah. Okay. So any more on the giving? I need to think for a minute, but Chris, you gave your last, Kylie. No, I want to move on to the receiving. <laughs> I'm raring to go. <laughs> okay. I would just like to point out that part of this is these are communication issues, mm-hmm. right? So nothing is in a vacuum. Like we don't have experiences in vacuums. It's about communication. It's about listening. It's about empathizing. It's about, it's about understanding. It's about lowering your defenses. These are communication strategies. And I keep saying I'm going to do this and I haven't really done it the way I want to, but just kind of go into a deep dive communication series, maybe on the Instagram. Because remember, communication is not natural. We have to learn how to communicate with one another. And I am I am under the impression that there are a whole lot of people who are really trying to live their lives better, right? They're trying to be more kind. They're trying to be more, they're just, they're just trying to be better. But in the absence of our bad behaviors, I don't think we know what our good behaviors are supposed mm-hmm. to be. Yeah. I don't think we know. We don't even know good behaviors. We only know what we've been doing. And I think we're realizing that a lot of what we're doing isn't working. And so we need to change things. And this is part of what that experience, that this podcast is about. And these conversations that I have with kids are about. Well, and I think in a lot of instances like this one, we get confused about where the problem is. Hmm. Hmm. Like the problem wasn't the advice. The problem was the communication. And so we stopped the advice, Hmm. but we still communicate poorly in a million other ways every hour, every day. Yeah, I think you're right. So we're cutting off our nose to spite our face. Kind of. Is what my mama would say. (laughs) Okay, so we're ending with the giving and we're going to move on to the receiving, which makes another person in this equation responsible for certain thoughts and behaviors. Okay, so now we're talking about receiving of advice. I would say um, largely advice is given out of a a good place. Um, And I think we could do a better job of passing, of of communicating it more gently. But I think ultimately most advice is given out of a place of love. We do not receive it that way the majority of the time. I would say there's a mismatch in the benevolence of giving and the benevolence of receiving. Um, I can think of, you know, when some, when like an, uh, Instagram influencer or like public figure announces a pregnancy and then they're like, please don't DM me with your unsolicited advice. Like I'm under the care of my doctor. I don't need your advice because they are not in a place to receive it. Well, that doesn't mean that the thousands of women who follow them that have had similar pregnancies or whatever are coming at them thinking, you're uneducated, you're ignorant, you're dumb, you're whatever. There are always those people, but I think the majority are just saying like, oh my gosh, I'm so excited for her to go through this. And like, oh my gosh, I remember feeling like such crap. And oh my gosh, I remember this really helped me. I'd love to tell her that. And then they don't because they feel like they would be coming across as, you know, a know-it-all, whatever. And I think that's a reception issue. 
-hmm. I think that's because people do not receive unsolicited advice well because their ego gets tied into it. And I, I keep coming back to the example. If I see a good movie or I read a good book and I ask like, yo, Cars, did you read this book? Carson doesn't immediately think, oh my gosh, she thinks I'm an idiot that I haven't heard of it or I haven't read it. Or she thinks her taste is better than mine. Or she thinks she knows more than me. It's like, oh, never thought about it or never heard of it. Should I read it? Yes. Like if I recommend a movie or a book or a podcast, we don't immediately go to defense. Mm -hmm. So why, when I'm passing on like knowledge or experience, do we do that? And I don't know. Well, it is rooted in shame and pride and insecurity, which are basically three of the same words, because if you can't take input and make no mistake, almost none of us can. Yeah. If you can't take some sort of constructive information or instructive information in, and that goes far beyond just knowledge and wisdom, because we're keeping it to this topic right now. But if you can't take something somebody is giving you, it is because you have some deep seated insecurity about something, even if it's not related to the thing that is keeping you defended. And there is a clear difference in our lives between movies and what to feed your kids. Yeah. right yeah. or but why well yeah because because okay i can tell you why because i am not feeling any kind of insecurity or shame around my reading habits or my movie watching habits or the way i engage in movies or books i don't feel any insecurity about that i don't feel any shame about that but I feel plenty of insecurity and plenty of shame about the fact that my kids have eaten cereal for the fourth day in a row for two of their three meals and that I haven't been able to get myself dressed for five days. Yeah. And so when someone offers me how to feed my kid advice, that brings up all of my shame. So yeah. therein lies the the problem is in the receiving. Well, and I, I mean, ultimately, if somebody were insecure about their, you know, like, well, redness or, yeah, their media consumption, then they could have that exact same defensive reaction. Um, but I think you're right. Most people aren't just immediately insecure about those things. Right. They're, no, they're, most people are not unless, you know, there is some sort of significant issue. Yeah. you know, going on in their lives. And, and parenting is easy, right? Because it is so um, ubiquitous and pervasive in the world. But it could be about education, it could be about, so if you offer me some advice, that in my mind, highlight highlights my legitimate ignorance, I am going to feel defensive. Like if I am not as, I don't know, let's say I'm comparing myself to you, right? Which is another huge problem that we do. We compare ourselves to each other. So when someone who I see as superior to me in this way gives me this kind of advice, I don't take it as a genuine offering. I take it as them being superior, which is not 
how they intended it, but it is my pride and my shame and my insecurity that creates that reaction. Yeah. And pride, isn't pride one of the seven deadly sins? Yeah. Why yeah. are we, why have we not done something about this? I don't know. Most of us are not gluttonous, <laughs> but we are all prideful. Yeah. Well, yeah. I think if someone came up to me in the gym and told me how to lift a weight differently, I'd probably cry. They'd great. Yeah. Well, now my whole gym session's ruined mm -hmm. <laughs> because now I feel like an idiot. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But. But that's on you. Yeah, that's completely on me. That's totally Yeah, on because it's 100% my fault. I truly believe that the the advice giver was coming from a better place than we're receiving it from. Yeah. Basically. Yeah, okay. that, that'd be 100% my fault. Okay. It's hard to undo that. It yeah, I was going to say, it's that. a lot. I feel like it's going to be a lot harder for people to receive well than it will be for them to give well. Yeah. Um, and that, yeah, that's going to be that's going to be the work that most people need to do. Um, and it will be softened and made easier if the giver is also working on their end, you mm -hmm. know, um, to do as gentle and keeping their ego out of it. Because I think that helps. Cause if, if I can just offer you, I'm at the gym and I can offer it to you and walk away. Yeah. Like I'm not waiting for you to do the change that I said. Yeah. That makes it a lot easier for me to be like, Hmm, maybe I'll try it and see if it works. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I think the reception is going to be a lot harder for people um, to work through. Um, and like when you hit rock bottom, you become a lot more open to things. Mm -hmm. But why are we waiting until we're letting those we love or even strangers get to rock bottom if we have something that might ease their burden a little bit? Well, yeah, and that that is that suffering in silence. Yeah, we we suffer in silence because we won't because we have boxed ourselves into this corner. I mean, some of the responses, when you, you posted that, some mm -hmm. of the responses on my Instagram were like, yeah, no, the older I get, the less I'm inclined to give unsolicited advice. Mm -hmm. And others were like, yeah, it depends on the receiver. Mm -hmm. Some kids are easier than others, you know, so talking from a parenting standpoint. And I just find that so interesting because the older I get, and not therapeutically speaking, like in therapy, I'm not an advice giver. That is not my job. I recognize my limits. We're not talking about that. So don't worry. I'm not advocating that therapists go around and start giving their clients advice. That is actually not a good idea. But in real life, yeah, the older I get, the way more inclined I am to uh without ego and appropriately give unsolicited advice. I know you've had some examples. I mean, what? Yeah. So what are your, um, hold on. I might've had a last thought, but maybe not. Um, yeah, some examples. So, uh, there is one. I am friends with someone who, uh, Gave birth in the last year and like pretty intense birth trauma and has a lot of recovery to go. She's actually a like wellness, nutrition, um, fitness coach. And this whole past year has been her journey of like, what can I do to work out? Um, what will my body allow me to do? Whatever. This is literally her area of expertise. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And... I'm like, well, I just discovered this thing that has really helped me adapt, um, you know, like fitness and working out. 
to like a weakened, sensitive postpartum body dealing with birth trauma and birth injury. Um, and I'm like, do I feel like an idiot extending that piece of information to her? Yeah, absolutely. Maybe she hasn't thought of it or maybe she thought of it six months ago and forgot about it or whatever. So I messaged her and I'm like, hey, I do feel kind of dumb offering this to you, you know, like assuming you haven't thought about this, but just in case you haven't, like I've found that using these, uh, the like gymnastics rings to adapt and be able to do a lot of stuff upright has really helped my, you know, my postpartum body, pelvic floor, like super. And she was like, oh my gosh, I do have those and I use them for this, but like, how are you using them? And I was like, here, here are a few links to some of the exercise I'm doing. She was like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. I need to do more of this. Mm. And that was it. Like, it was just a beautiful exchange. Yeah, that's nice. And like, that is literally her area of expertise. People pay her. Yeah for that information and knowledge and whatever and yet when it came to herself like and she was struggling with it i'm like here i am i don't own a i don't have a gym membership like you won't catch me there but like i have this tiny piece from my own experience that might help her so i gave it to her at risk of seeming like an absolute idiot (laughs) because yeah like i said people literally pay her for this information yeah and she I mean, maybe she was like, yeah, you are an idiot, but she received it graciously. Mm-hmm. And I can sit here on this podcast and be like, I helped someone, <laughs> you know? Yeah, totally. And I don't feel like there's anything wrong with that either. <laughs> well, yeah, because really what you've just described is the gracious, the gracious receiving, the yes. gracious reception of unsolicited advice. Yeah. Whether and I probably she needed it or not. Yeah. And I might've made it better being like, yeah, I feel like an idiot giving this to you. But like, in case you didn't think about it, that might've made it easier for her to be like, yeah, you are kind of an idiot, but I really appreciate you putting yourself out there at risk of being an idiot, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Um, and I don't know. I don't know if, you know, the way I delivered it made it easier for her or if maybe she was at rock bottom because this is her life. And this is, has been something that fuels her and feeds her and she's been out of out of that world um herself Mm -hmm. that she was like i'll do anything i mean i don't know where she was at and it doesn't matter because it didn't matter if she used it or not i just gave it to her and then that was that yeah i love that yeah Mm -hmm. um another one for strangers because also why are we limiting it to people we know Mm. um walking through the target toy aisle and there's a couple looking at this little blue dog that my child had picked out on her first birthday and I just passed and I was like, Hey, my kid chose that on her first birthday. And she's, they absolutely love it. Mm. And then I just walked away. I'm like, mm. I don't know why they were there. I don't, I don't know if they were actually shopping for toys. I don't, I don't know if they have a kid. I don't know if it was a birthday party. Mm. I don't, I have literally no idea. I don't care. I don't care if they bought it, but they were looking at it, like, you know, seeing what it did. I, as I passed, I just said, my kids love that toy. I was at a thrift store and a woman was looking at books and my favorite book was on the shelf and I pulled it out and I said, this is my favorite book that I've ever read. It's really good. And then oh. she took it and she said, oh my gosh, thank you. I was like, yeah. Then I walked away. <laughs> yeah. It just, you just give it and you let them do with it what they will. Well, and I love that you're talking about such simple things. I mean, because at the beginning of this podcast, the, the bristlers and the, you know, the the ones who were defending themselves about how terrible unsolicited advice what is or was whatever are thinking big huge things right 
Well, and I have, I mean, I have one, I have that example coming next, right. but yeah, it doesn't have to be. Right. But I, but I, I think what we need to know is that, I mean, even the smallness of, Hey, this is a really good book or Hey, my kid really likes this toy is friendly. It's connecting. It's lovely. It's, it's making the world a more gentle place. It's, it's, it's humanity. I don't know what words I'm looking for. It's so decent just to connect with people in those tiny ways of all you can do is say, Hey, you know, this is my favorite. This is my favorite body lotion, right? Mm -hmm. As you're, as you're standing in the same aisle as somebody else. Super simple. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the connection piece is the one that keeps popping in my head while you guys are talking and then I never say it, but like, just to backtrack a little bit, when we take out the element of giving unsolicited advice, we've just taken out the connection. Mm -hmm. So we've removed the connection and kept all the other problems. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. Instead of like removing the problems and keeping the connection. What are you talking about, Kylie? Removing We would so much rather keep the problems and reduce the connection. Well, you would think based on how people (laughs) live their lives, but they're wrong. (laughs) And that's my unsolicited advice. That's okay. opinion. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's true. Give oh, example. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. I, I like it. And I like the big ones, but I just thought it was interesting because, I mean, I'm sitting here thinking that we're talking about big ones, you know, I mean, Lindsay's not on the, this podcast and it's probably because I gave her unsolicited advice a couple of days ago <laughs> and she was mad and she deserved to be mad. And when I asked her to be on this podcast, she said, I don't know. Let me think about it. (laughs) And I'm going to tell Lindsay, I just said this so that when she listens to it, she knows that it's coming up. And it was, you have to be careful. You have to read the room. That is reading the room. And I didn't read the room. Um, And so it doesn't have to be big is what my point is. It can be very small and very connecting and very friendly and very engaging in a world that has become quite isolated and mm-hmm. yeah this just further causes isolation this yeah. further isolates us all from one another exacerbating the suffering and silence and yeah mm-hmm. i mean reinventing the wheel mm-hmm. in like the worst way yeah um but yeah i have another example and this one people get like a little spicy about is this, um, is this your car seat yeah my car seat <laughs> kylie is a car seat connoisseur which is not what i was going to say but it wasn't i know it's a different word yeah uh yeah i feel very passionately about car seats and car seat safety if the most dangerous thing i'm gonna do in any given day with my three children is drive i'm gonna take that seriously um and there have been several instances of acquaintances not even like good friends maybe they were you know like high school friends but i haven't really talked to them in years or seen them in years or whatever um yeah i see them posting on social media improper car seat usage and sometimes that's a legal issue like it it actually goes against the law and they could get pulled over and sometimes it's more of a safety issue and not best practice or whatever and yeah in the last year i have sent basically the same message to like three or four different acquaintances um and just said hey basically unsolicited mom advice coming your way feel free to tell me to take a hike if this is not something you care about uh over the last several years i've learned a lot about car seat safety and the benefits of rear facing at least until two but beyond two and 
whatever like outcomes are always better in accidents with rear facing and there's a lot of important skeletal development just whatever i give them the information that i have learned um after making similar or the exact same mistakes and um just offer it to them and say hey here's this information uh feel free to tell me to take a hike i won't be offended at all uh this is what i've learned i have some links if you're interested in and I've had everything from just like, a, oh my gosh, thanks, to like, a, wow, I just Googled it. And the stat was like up to 80% of people are using their car seats improperly. And that's a scary statistic. I'd love the links. And I sent them. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it runs the spectrum of the reception, but nobody was like, shut up. <laughs> like nobody just immediately turned me down. And even if they had, like I, I gave them permission to do so. Mm -hmm, yeah. Um, but like if if i have this piece of information that is not widely known if that statistic is true and it it is unfortunately if i had this piece of information that can potentially save an actual life why wouldn't i share that at the risk of coming across as a know-it-all i'd rather be a know-it-all than see a friend's child die <laughs> in a car accident yeah. and be like wow well six months ago i saw them post a picture that showed improper use and I didn't say anything mm -hmm. like it just and people get sensitive about that and like parenting and like mm -hmm. yeah the feeding and the safety and the sleeping and the literally everything people get so sensitive about it it's like if I have this information and I can offer it to them as a gift ego free mm -hmm. I, I didn't check up and say so did you fix it like <laughs> I I don't care I'm just I just offered it and I let it be but that way I know that I I did what I could. I gave something that gives me peace of mind mm -hmm. and makes me feel a little bit more, you know, in control, empowered or whatever as a parent. And maybe I can offer that to somebody else as a gift. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think that is useful. I think that is, I think it's, I don't know. I might go so far as to just say it's just necessary. It's a necessary risk we should start to take. And I think you guys have done a good job about kind of talking about people who are not like closest. It, I, it does get trickier with the people we love, like the people we live with, the people we, because there's this balance of not being the expert of someone else's life, right? I don't know what's best for Carson. And I might have a handful of bit, bits of wisdom that I would like to give her. And I am, I am not the expert on Carson's life. Carson is the expert on her life. And so that goes kind of back to reading the room. If you're talking about family or kids or spouses or, you know, partners or whatever. Um, but I think it can be done if it is delivered the right way or to the best of your ability. And then if it is received and I think Kylie, you're right about the receiver is going to have to do the hardest work and the giver, especially if it's a parent or a spouse or something is going to have to do their own work of offering it and walking away, mm -hmm. offering it and walking away. And that is harder. I mean, if I have a 16 year old kid and I want to give them some advice about how to pass their chemistry class 
and they don't want my advice or don't take my advice or don't listen, I cannot continue to go back and give it and give it and give it and give it. I have to learn to figure out how to regulate my own dysregulation over that. I have to have my own people to talk to. I have to have my own place to vent my frustration. I cannot offer advice and then offer it again and then offer it again and then be mad that they're not taking it and then ground them because they didn't take it and then take away their car because they didn't take it and then, you know, make them retake their chemistry class. I have to be able to give it and walk away. And that's certainly easier if I'm doing it with someone in a grocery store or someone in a toy store. It's a lot harder to do it if the person is living in my house and I get to watch them not take it. <laughs> well, it's harder to receive it from someone you live in a house with. I don't want my sister telling me literally anything at any point in time. Hmm. At least growing up, I didn't. Hmm. Why do you think that was? Well, it was like one time... It was because... <laughs> Be careful who you're out in care or what you're going to say. <laughs> then I won't name names. Okay. <laughs> you know who you are. <laughs> I did not do a good job receiving and she did not do a good job of giving. But it was along the lines of, this is exactly how the exchange went. She said, dairy's really bad for you. Almond milk is better. And I said, I don't care. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Just the way that it was said, mm -hmm. I, it immediately turned me off to anything she had to say at that point. Mm -hmm. Plus, at that point, we weren't friends yet. Mm -hmm. So okay. I just also didn't want to hear what she had <laughs> to say. Mm -hmm. she, we were sisters. We were not friends. Okay. Like, I don't want to hear what you have to say. Yeah. But might I suggest that the part you might be missing is the way it made you feel. Yeah. Yeah, In, absolutely. Inferior. I, yeah. Like you were stupid. Yeah. And like my eating habits as a kid was always a topic of conversation. And even now as almost 23, my palate has not changed a whole lot <laughs> from my four-year-old self. Okay. Mm -hmm. Captain Crunch out of a plastic bag. <laughs> exactly. Mm -hmm. So yeah, growing, milk in a sip. <laughs> <laughs> growing up, whenever... Whenever someone commented on anything about my eating habits, I immediately was like, mm. wow. Yeah, point of insecurity. That, yeah, yeah, totally. Like, I hated it. Yeah. So I just, I remember that very vividly yeah. where I was like, wow. Well, ironically enough, that still comes up. Yeah. That very exact conversation still comes up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. And I think, again, this is, this is reading the room. This is understanding your family dynamic. What is your relationship with the person that you want to give this unsolicited advice to not meaning, are you their mother, but are you, would they receive it from you? Would they at least listen to you? Will you make the relationship better? Will you make the relationship worse? What are the risks? What are the benefits? Which doesn't mean you don't risk. You can still risk, but you have to be able to take care of yourself in those relationships when it is not either followed or received because most parents who give their kids unsolicited advice, that's unsolicited advice. They have a very, very intense invested outcome in, they want them to take it. Yeah. They don't just want to give it to them. So you do have to be very careful in that regard. And I'm not trying to cover every topic, but I don't want a lot of people pushing back on this idea because we don't know this situation or we don't know that situation as always. Of course I don't, none of us do. And that doesn't negate 
the value of the connection in offering unsolicited advice. Yeah, I'm saying you don't necessarily need to know the background because you don't, I mean, it doesn't matter to you. You don't even need the whole picture. You can give it to them, let them decide. They can filter it through themselves. Yeah. They say, oh yeah, somebody, they don't even need to say it. Say, oh my gosh, thank you for thinking of me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Thank you for thinking of me. And then they actually, you know, contemplate and say, yeah, somebody told me that two years ago and it didn't work. Mm -hmm. Maybe I'll try again. Or, you know, yeah. that's the most recent thing I tried or whatever. Or like, I can't do that for these reasons. I don't have the resources, that whatever. And you can just filter through it yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And it's framing it in the way of like, wow, they cared enough about what I was doing mm -hmm. to try and help me. Yeah. Because I keep going back to the gym. Mm -hmm. But it's like someone saw what I was doing and cared enough about me to come up and want to help me do it right. Yeah. And that's really cool because a lot of other people would just film me and post it on the internet and make fun of me. Oh, Whereas like gosh, this person right. came up to me and was like, hey, let me help you out. Cow. I, I hadn't even thought about that, but you were 100% right. Yeah. Like other people could see what I'm doing and make fun of me. And I'm a story at a dinner table where they're just mocking me. Whereas like someone else wanted to help and yeah. that's really cool that's beautiful yeah i think too that oh wow whatever i was just gonna say went whoop <laughs> man right here on the podcast and i'm not gonna do a dang thing about it <laughs> well, there's, oh no i remember i think it was you the, who just said the reframe right mm -hmm. like instead of defending yourself internally not externally right but your defenses come up and you're ready to you know, think of all the ways that you should be mad at this person for giving you this unsolicited advice. Somebody cared. Somebody cared. That person saw me and cared. That right there is so powerful. If you can just change the way you think about what is going on, you can change your day. <laughs> totally. So I think that's a good point, Kars, just to say, oh my gosh, they cared. It was stupid, right? You yeah. can even follow it up with that in your own head. But if you start with the premise that someone came to you with something yeah. and cared, oh my gosh, they cared. Mm -hmm. yeah. It won't work for me. It's dumb. I don't like it. It seems stupid. You know, what? you can have all the crazy insults and all the crazy thoughts about it you want in your head, but start with, oh my gosh, they cared. It's so nice that somebody cared. In this crazy world of disconnection and lack of empathy and connection, somebody cared. That's pretty awesome. My guests had to dart, and that was the end. So I am finishing up, and I will thank Kylie and Carson in their absence for being on this podcast with me and talking about the pros and cons Kylie doesn't see any cons of unsolicited advice. And I think there's enough about how do you tell the difference between advice and opinion that should be explored in your own personal lives. I just talked to Lindsay between the time we ended and the time my guests left. And Lindsay made the observation that I didn't give her advice that she was mad about, I offered her my opinion, which was why it was uh, 
less palatable for her. And in thinking about it, she is 100% right. I did not offer her advice. I gave her my opinion, which she did not appreciate, nor did she need to. As you might imagine, there are no positive quotes on unsolicited advice. And I looked through several pages of them. And so instead, I will leave you with a quote by Harriet Lerner, who said, only through our connectedness to others can we really know and enhance the self. And only through working on the self can we begin to enhance our connectedness to others. And have a great week.